are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You put your life on the line every day for others. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants, and you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies, and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it, and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey guys, my name is Ryan Rodriguez, and I'm the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. This is my first episode I ever recorded, and I'm re-recording this little intro to kind of give you an idea of how much I've learned and I've grown in just 20 episodes. So the sound may be different, but the message is the same. As you see a need, own it, take action, and take accountability. As the episodes go on, we talk about multiple different things, from tactics and strategy to leadership to mental and physical well-being. So please give it a listen. Like I said, I'm 20 episodes deep, and I'd love for you to subscribe and share with those who you may feel are receptive to the message that we have to spread. Enjoy the show. Are you interested in fostering a growth mindset and looking to improve your surroundings? First, you must work to improve yourself. The Ignited Firefighter Podcast is dedicated to the firefighting and first responder community. However, everyone can benefit from the principles and topics we discuss here. This is meant to be an interactive podcast experience where input and different perspectives are welcomed. Let's build a community of true brotherhood and progress through integrity and accountability. Let's be ignited. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I am the founder and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Today I'm going to give you a short introduction as to who I am and then I'll discuss some challenges that I see facing the firefighting community today. I'm also going to offer up some solutions as to how to be a force for positive change in efforts to improve the way things are. A little bit on who I am, I'm a 37-year-old firefighter paramedic. Uh, out here in Arizona. Been doing that for 12 years. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's the best career on the planet. You ask any firefighter in the country, they'll tell you the same exact thing. I, uh, I went to Arizona State University and received a bachelor's degree in fire service management back in 2004. Currently, I am also a certified personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine, and I operate as a peer fitness trainer for my organization. So for, for those people who want to get back into the shape they're in in their fire academy, or if they're just looking to drop a couple pounds, tighten up their nutrition, whatever it may be, I'm the guy to help them out. Uh, so currently I'm also finishing up my certified nutrition coach credential through Precision Nutrition. So that's pretty exciting as well. So why Ignited? Well, I saw a need for a true brotherhood. One built on principles and integrity through accountability, specifically. Um, so, brotherhood. Um, what, what, is that, what does that mean? For me, it's a fellowship or an alliance of like-hearted people who thrive when helping each other. And not necessarily like-minded people. 
you'll hear my definition. I, I define it as a, an alliance of like-hearted people. I feel like when you get a group of like-minded people together, um, sometimes you tend to get what's called groupthink, and then and then no no new ideas can thrive. And that's that's not what I'm about at all. Uh, being a true brotherhood, we're stronger together. We're stronger together. We operate in specialized crews on specialized apparatus within the fire service. Each one of us has our specialized role. Uh, we're expected to proficiently operate within our designated roles at any given time. What happens when we don't? Are we held accountable? Honestly, I'm just not seeing it. Uh, furthermore, I don't see us holding ourselves accountable to the standards that we agreed to. Why is this happening? I think in the moment, it's easier. It's easier to kind of just, once you get hired, you, you sit in the recliner, you've made the gravy train, and now you can just ride out your 20-year career, your 30-year career, and just run calls and, and meet the minimum qualifications and just basically do just enough not to get fired. Um, but the long-term ramifications of that are seriously detrimental. I feel like it damages the idea of what a true brotherhood could be. I also feel like it does the idea of the legacy of the fire service a severe disservice. So what are the problems? What are the issues facing us today in the fire service? How can we identify what they are? How can we fight them if we don't identify what they are? First, the thing I'd like to talk about is that there's no clear direction or mission. If there's no clear direction or mission within the organization, then people aren't engaged and people really need a rally point. They need to know where the organization is going, what's going to happen a month from now, a year from now. Once people have identified that there's no clear direction or mission, they just come to work and, quote, go through the motions. You've, you've heard some people say that. You've heard some people say they come to work just to get the paycheck, and then they go home. And to me, that's openly expressing a lack of fulfillment, which is a huge red flag to me. Um, because, like I said earlier, this, this is the greatest career on the planet. How can you, how can you just want to come to work and have a blasé attitude about doing the greatest job on the planet? I didn't want to be a firefighter to just go through the motions. Um, when there's no clear direction or mission, confusion thrives. How many of us know the mission of the organizations we work for? Could we recite it off the top of our head? If not, do we know where to go to find it? Is it readily available? Do you believe that your organization is clearly pursuing it? These are the questions that, that you need to be asking yourself. These are the questions that are going to help direct all of us to hold ourselves and each other to some level of accountability. And by doing that, it's going to move us forward. Does your organization know the difference between its mission, its vision, and its values? Now, what are those three things? Your mission, your vision, and your values. Let's talk about what a mission is. The mission is why the organization does what it does. Why does the organization exist? 
An example of that for a fire service, any fire service or organization across the country could be to make the people we serve feel safe and cared for. That statement openly tells anyone who reads it why the organization exists. Next up, vision. What is the vision? The vision is where you want to be. Where you want to be as an organization. Where do you want to go? An example of this could be to be the premier fire district in the state. That's a clear vision. That's a definite goal. And it's simple enough, these statements are simple enough to where anybody in the organization could and should be able to remember them and recite them whenever anybody asks. So we've reviewed mission, we've reviewed vision. Let's talk about values. What are your organization's values? Well, your values are what help you get to where you want to be. They help you achieve your vision. So one of an example uh, of your values could be exceeding expectations. Now that's a bit broad. Um, a lot of organizations tend to have just lists of uh, buzzwords that express their values. But I like this idea of, of keeping it general in exceeding expectations. I really like this idea as a set of values because that can touch on everything we do within the fire service. It touches on the EMS side. It touches on the, the fire uh, prevention side. It touches on the, the fire attack side, the dealing with public. Everything that we do as firefighter and paramedics and first responders can be boosted by this set of values in exceeding expectations. And that's just an example. And I was just defining the example that I was providing. So we've talked about when there's no clear direction or mission, confusion thrives. But what else happens? Morale declines. No one wants to go to be in a place they hate or be around people who are constantly dragging them down. Nobody wants to be around that. Um, as morale declines, the vibe of the whole organization stagnates. No one wants to promote. No one wants to come into work. Sick time use increases, causing more overtime payouts, which hurts the organization financially. It's like a domino effect. People, in turn, become isolated from each other, which is the exact opposite of the idea of a tight-knit crew and a tight strong brotherhood. People become isolated. They go off into the rooms. They do things on their own. They don't really connect with their crews. One of the ways that people, or one of the, one of the effects that this isolation has on people is that substance abuse among the members of the organization increases. Now, substance abuse, I'm talking everything from energy drinks to hardcore narcotics. Um, the statistics are out there. The numbers facing us in regards to substance abuse as first responders just keep climbing every year. And it's, it's a testament as to the kind of, of work that we do. The work that we do is not for the faint of heart. 
it's difficult. We see a lot of difficult things. We deal with difficult situations. We deal with risky situations, situations that could potentially end our lives and those of the people standing next to us. But we're willing to do that. However, we need to find some kind of outlet that's going to be positive. It's going to help build us instead of tearing us down. Because if we're feeling that isolation, we're already feeling torn down. So it's up to us to find these positive outlets to help build ourselves up and strengthen ourselves and edify ourselves. One of the saddening uh, statistics that I just read, courtesy of the Ruderman Family Foundation, informed me that suicide levels among first responders have surpassed line of duty deaths for the year of 2017. Uh, line of duty deaths for firefighters and EMTs were 93 in 2017. 93. That alone is too many. That One is too many. The number of suicides by firefighters and EMTs, 103. That's That, that takes the wind out of me. That, that feels like a punch to the gut. This shouldn't be happening. For all this talk of brotherhood, for all this talk of togetherness and, and what a great career this is, this shouldn't be happening. As those standards decrease, as we find that our morale declines, we find that the standards decrease. The standards of the organization, um, the standards of each individual, the standards of the crews, it, it just permeates like a, like a toxic gas. As people see others not being held accountable um, for their actions or inactions, it gives permission for others to do the same. So if, uh, if me as a young up-and-comer or as a probie, if I'm looking to my older guys and I'm seeing them not hold to the standard that they're holding me to, well, guess what? Eventually, when it comes to a point where I'm not going to be evaluated for these things, once my probationary period is over, what does that tell me? That tells me that I don't have to adhere to the standard. I just have to make it through this gauntlet. I just have to make it through this certain amount of time. Oh, and then I can kick my feet up and, and pack on 25 pounds of fat and continue in chemically induced tachycardias. That's the standard that's going to be set. The standard will decrease and it will become a whole new lower standard. Now, I don't know about you, but me personally, I want that standard high. I want the standard of the people on my crew to be high. I want them to be intelligent, fit, at the ready. That's what I want. That's what I want responding to my house. As this happens, as these standards decrease, everyone suffers. Everyone suffers. The people we serve suffer. Our families suffer. We suffer physically and mentally. Our crew suffers. The organization suffers from the top to the bottom from Mr. and Mrs. Smith all the way up to the fire chief, fire chief, everyone suffers. And soon you cease to be the thing that you're charged with being. So what can we do about this, guys? What are the solutions? Well, I was once told by a mentor of mine that I should never talk about a problem without thinking about and proposing some kind of a solution. So I'm going to present some solutions here to you all right now. Um, and look, I get it. 
the fire service is known for its traditions, its traditions and its stubbornness. <laughs> and it's said that there are two things that firefighters hate, change and the way things are. That being said, let's delve into some of these potential solutions to these issues facing us today. So first off, the change starts with you. You've got to face the truth of the situation and ask yourself, do I want to change my environment? Is this something I'm willing to put up with for 20, 30 years? If not, you're going you're gonna to have to take some kind of action. And if, if you answer no, like you don't want to change your environment, then boy, you are in it for the wrong reason. And you're pretty much, the people around you are pretty much waiting for you to go, waiting for you to retire so they can make positive changes. You've got to lead by example. If you want to see the change in your environment, you've got to be the change you wish to see. You ask yourself, you do a self-evaluation and you ask yourself, am I a part of the problem or can I be a part of positive change? It's so difficult to be objective when it comes to yourself, guys. It's so difficult. So there's some strategies that I'll introduce later on to help you overcome that uh, subjectiveness when it comes to trying to evaluate yourself. Um, you've got to make a choice as to who you want to be. Are you being the person you want to be? Are you in the shape that you should be to perform the duties that you're asked to perform, the duties that you swore you would perform? Map out, take some time, map out your personal code of conduct, your set of principles by which you choose to live and actively put those into effect. Write them out. Take 15 minutes, take 30 minutes. Sit down, write down the things that matter to you. What are the things that you operate by? One of the ways to identify uh, the principles that drive you are to write down things that drive you crazy. So if you have a guy on your crew who just leaves the kitchen a mess, a total mess, and it drives you crazy. So that will help you identify that principle that you live by that I will keep a clean station. I will keep my station clean. And that's just an example, guys. Number two, share with your crew. Take accountability for the role you've played, good or bad. It's time to own it. That ownership will gain you a lot of respect in your willingness to openly own your actions and be receptive enough to learn new things and make those positive changes. Talk to your crew. Talk to them about your observations, things that you're seeing that you might have an issue with. Be open. Let them know your feelings on the current climate of things. Not gossip, but facts regarding the situation. Gossip is when you talk about people. Progress is when you talk about ideals. Now it's time to talk about action steps we can take. What can we do to better our situation? First of all, reach out to those you work with closest and ask them two questions. Even if, even if you need to send it through a filter, like through an email or something, ask these two questions. This is a good way to get some objective feedback without having to try to 
to do this on your own and look in the mirror, which I know can be difficult sometimes. Uh, number one, what is the one thing I do that you'd like me to stop? Question number two, what is the one thing that I do that you'd like me to keep doing? These are two very simple questions. They help get the conversation going. Simple questions should make the people you're asking feel like they can offer a simple answer. And, and really, that's all you need. If they give you a simple answer, perfect. Take it, run with it. But you must be willing to stay objective in this exercise and not take it personal. No matter, even if, even if they are coming at you with a personal attack, do your best to stay objective and not take it personal. Take it as a learning experience. Take it as something that's going to help you identify the things that you need to do to make yourself better. This is where your maturity comes in, guys. This is it. Something else we can do. Next action step. How can you fix the problems if you don't know what the problems are? We're all in situations, we're all in organizations where there's something that drives us crazy. There's something every time we go to work, it's driving us crazy. Let's be the solution makers. Let's be the ones who identify this problem and come with a solution. One of the best books I've ever read on helping to identify or, or learning how to identify the problems is uh, a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, and it's written by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he's, he's a well-known author for team dynamic, team building, things like that, communication. Um, if the problem lies within communicating, building your crew, becoming stronger, this book will help you. Buy it on Amazon, buy it at a bookstore, local bookstore, wherever. It's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. Um, like I said, it's the best book I've read on team dynamic. It helps you clearly identify the things that you should actively keep out of your environment in order to keep toxicity at bay. One of the biggest problems that I face in the organization that I work at is that it's, it's just a toxic environment. They, there are people who don't know how to communicate with each other and it creates hostility people whose egos keep getting in the way of said communication. And it's just every, it's just like a battle royale. Everybody's fighting each other. This is the one thing, this is the one book that's helped me the most in identifying those problems and then working towards coming to a solution and how to deal with them and how to remove those dysfunctions. It's a great book, you guys. Let's review what we've talked about today, guys. We discuss what I feel are some of the greatest challenges facing the fire service today. We talk specifically about how when there's no clear direction or mission, confusion thrives, morale declines, and standards decrease. And these are personal and professional standards. It affects us in many different ways. I've introduced some things that we as firefighters can do on our level to better ourselves, and as a result, our situation. Thank you for listening, everyone. 
I hope you've enjoyed my inaugural episode of what will be many more to come. Please subscribe through Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And if you want to learn more about the Ignited community, visit the website at ignitedff.com, where you can find all of the articles that I've written thus far. You can find me on Facebook at Ignited LLC and Instagram at IgnitedFF. Also, please share with those you think may find value in it and would like to be a part of making positive changes in their environment by making positive changes in themselves. Be hard to kill out there.